Hello and welcome back. Uh, today is Sunday, November 1st, 2020. This is episode 26. And the title today is, Are You a Parent? You May Want to Listen to This. On many occasions, I get this question from my clients. Quote, At what age should I start teaching my kids to eat healthy the way you want me to eat? End quote. As you may know by now, I do not have children by choice. I decided many years ago that I was not what you call mother material. I do not have maternal instincts like most women do. In simple terms, whenever someone asked me, why don't you have kids? My response would be, I'm too dumb to have kids. Partially true, but there is more to parenthood than smart parental genes. I think it takes a very special person with very strong parental desires and drive, a very selfless person who is willing to give up their lives as they know it to start a new life life as a parent. Someone who is not afraid to take responsibility for another human being. Someone who is willing to give anything for their child someone who lays sleepless at night worrying about their child's safety well beyond childhood teenage years even while they are in college and much older but one thing that challenged me more than anything when i was younger and considering the idea of having a child was not all of the things that i just said in my early 30s i was thinking maybe adoption because I felt there are too many unwanted children in this world who would take even me as a parent. Plus, watching an episode of childbirth, my cousins, made it very clear that I was not patient enough to wait nine months while carrying a baby around, and I was definitely not brave enough to give birth. So, I became a great babysitter and a great aunt, but motherhood was not something I was equipped to do. So, what was the biggest challenge I'm talking about? When I was babysitting or watching my nephews or nieces, friends, kids, and etc., I realized I had a serious issue with watching what kids were eating and doing or not doing. As a babysitter, I would plan the entire day with the kids I watched. We would go to what I called the morning park to play there for three hours or so before we went home for lunch and a nap. Then go to the afternoon park to play with different kids and different toys and different activities. We played around six to eight hours a day outdoors almost every day. If it was rainy day, we would put our rubber boots and raincoats on and grab sticks and go on a warm rescue mission that is moving worms out of the way of people walking on them or sometimes even saving them from being run over. As strange as that sounds to many, the boys I was watching loved it and we got to go out and play regardless of the weather. I would take the kids to kids museums on days when we really could not be outside for long. Or sometimes we would go to a big toy store just to play and not buy anything. The point is we were playing all the time no TV on my watch. If we were in the house, we would play music and sing. We would read books. 
The boys that I babysat were wonderful, well behaved with me, and never asked to watch TV when we were together. Because playing was much more fun, especially when there was an adult, me, to play with them. I admit I benefited from that so much. For one, it was my first year in the United States, so my English was not great. They taught me English while reading them books, and I learned words. They constantly asked questions, so I had to be well educated and informed to answer them. And we played all the time, so I was moving all the time. What better job than one where you get to play all day long? But there was another aspect of childcare food. No matter whose children I was watching, I was always uncomfortable with the foods they were eating. Maybe some foods were okay, but the snacks, candy, junk foods, and sweets, and cereals, and etc. I could go on and on. Let me tell you, it was always very difficult to watch kids around me eat those things. But I had no say in that most of the time. I was not the parent. When I was with kids, I would pack veggies and fruits for snacks. I was notorious for carrying a cooler bag. I still am. I don't go anywhere without my cooler bag, which is enormous, by the way. What puzzled me was the fact that the kids I was with had no problem whatsoever eating what I packed and what I brought for us to eat. If they asked me for candy or something bad, I would just simply say, I don't have that. They would shrug and leave it behind. If other kids were having a cookie, let's say, they would ask me if they could have a cookie. I would say, no, that is their cookie, their snack. This, meaning veggies and fruits, are your snacks. There was never an argument or temper tantrum. They just accepted it and ate their food, what I brought. Interestingly enough, when with their parents, they would ask for those same junk foods and if the parents said no there would be crying and having temper tantrums and the end result would be okay if you stop that behavior you get that cookie sometimes i wonder to myself is this the same child the truth is children know exactly who they are dealing with they're very smart much smarter than we are willing to give them credit the kids knew when they were with me those foods were not an option and no amount of crying or argument and temper tantrum would get them anywhere it is like they were programmed to eat healthy foods and snacks with me and they accepted that the same thing applied to tv they never asked me to watch tv because we just rarely did that we played we read we sang songs and that was just fine with them so on a rare occasion when we chose a movie to watch together, if I had to babysit overnight, it was a huge treat and we really enjoyed that and cherished that movie night together. But I would watch parents of the same child struggling with that as well. And at the end, nine out of 10 times, the child would win. No, actually the TV would win. I'm told that it gets exhausting to have to argue all the time with your kids about these less significant things in their life, like TV and some junk food here and there. I'm told that even if you control what your kids eat or do at home, you cannot control what they eat or do outside of the home. In school, 
at other people's homes, etc. They had no control over that. As I said, parenthood is hard. I get that. In fact, I think it is the one one of the hardest jobs in the world, which is why I'm not one. I am too dumb, too lazy, too selfish, too impatient, too strict, too unrealistic with expectations and standards, and on and on and on. But I have to disagree with one thing, that you cannot control what your kids eat or do. Yes, you can. You do not have to be there all the time to watch them, but you can teach them. But the hard part is you cannot tell your kids, do as I say, not as I do. You have to teach by example. You have to practice what you preach. The kids I babysat learned early on that with me, eating junk food or watching TV was not part of their daily routine. But they had also learned that with enough crying, they could convince their parents or people other than me they could have candy or watch TV in the middle of the day. They were able to distinguish the difference between the ways in which their parents or other adults treated them. I am not saying those were not good parents. I just think that they themselves had been kids and their parents had done the same thing. So it is a culture. If you as an adult grew up with the candy and junk food and watching TV, then that is what you learned. As an adult, you struggle with those same choices, even if you fight the temptation 90% of the time. If you have certain things around, there is 10% chance that you will give into the temptation. I will tell you a couple of stories here to make my point. As you know, I did not grow up in the United States. When I was a child in my country then, in Iran, we had two TV channels. One had an hour of children's program every day from 5 to 6 p.m. And that included things like Sesame Street or the equivalent. Every Friday, which is like Sunday for us here, we had a treat at 8 to 10 a.m. We had a special two hours of children's programming. As for junk food, we had dry fruits and nuts for snacks if we didn't want fresh fruit. Later on, I remember there was one brand of potato chips which basically had potatoes, oil, and salt as the only ingredients. As a child, one of my main tasks every evening after dinner was to decorate a fruit platter and offer it to everyone. Dessert, if you will. If we had visitors, which was often, that was even more fun. I loved food. I guess I was always a foodie. And I could and would sometimes eat an entire bowl of fruit meant for four people all by myself. No one could figure out exactly where I fit it all, but there was no objection to it. So I did not and still do not know a lot of junk foods and snacks out there. I know of them because I research them. Yes, I do that. I'm a nerd, as you know, but I do not know what most of them taste like. So about eight or nine years ago, when I had started a weight loss challenge with 12 women, one Monday morning at 8 a.m., one of the women in the group emailed me saying, quote, my coworker is eating a bag of Doritos in front of me. It is so hard to focus on what I'm supposed to eat right now. Help, end quote. My first reaction was, 
What are Doritos? Well, I was too embarrassed to ask someone that question, so naturally I researched it. I googled Doritos and looked up the ingredients. My next reaction was, oh my god, yikes, who would eat that? Not to mention at 8 in the morning. So initially, I wrote her back, pretending I knew what she was talking about, and said, um, what he eats is your choice, what you eat is your choice and your food. So remove yourself from the situation and go somewhere where you are not distracted. It reminded me of when I used to babysit. The bag of Doritos is his, you have your own snack. Hmm, it made me think. If I had ever had a Dorito in my life, maybe I would feel as tempted as she did at that time. But I considered myself lucky that I did not have Doritos as a child and I did not know what it tasted like. And if you put me in a room filled with Doritos now, I would possibly feel sick, not tempted to eat one. So at the end of that week, as I sent the weekly challenge results, I sent this as food for thought. I admitted to them that I did not know what Doritos were and I had to Google it. When I did, my reaction was yuck. I asked them to imagine if they never had Doritos, cookies, candy, cake, etc. as a child. Imagine how much easier it would be now to not want those things. Imagine life without those. Imagine not having to partake in a weight loss challenge today. Imagine. All women except one in that group were mothers, some with younger kids and some with older ones. But they all started to think, what if their children became adults not knowing junk food, like me? There was nothing special about me. There was no special willpower that I had that they did not. There was no special genes that I inherited that they did not. I was just lucky that I grew up someplace else where modern food industry had not reshaped the way we eat. Not then anyway. It is a very different story now. I did not have to fight temptations as much as they did because I had not had the taste of those temptation foods ever. The same goes for TV. I honestly would forget about TV most of the time that we had a TV. For years when I was single, I did not have a TV. In fact, to this day, I cannot sit long enough to watch anything longer than 45 minutes. If you gave me the choice, I would much rather read. I give you another story. My nephew, my sister's son, was raised in the same way here in the United States. He was born in California. His snacks were fruit for sweets, he got raisins and dried figs for beverage, water, and some tea for breakfast. So when he was four years old, my ex-husband and I took him to a fair. While we were there, my ex, who was an American-born man with not too healthy dietary habits, gave my nephew a sip of his soda. After only one sip, my nephew turned to us and asked, what is this? My ex said, very calmly, soda. My reaction, why did you give him soda? He is, has never had it before, and he's not supposed to have it. This four-year-old turned to my ex and said, quote, Uncle, this is our, our little secret, okay? End quote. Moral of the story, 
At age four, he realized he was having something he should not have, and made the distinction between his parents, myself, and his American uncle. He would never have soda again, at least not to my knowledge. But at age four, he was smart enough to know those boundaries. So kids know better. They understand. They learn fast, and they will develop healthy habits from the moment they are consuming their very first meal, mother's milk. So this brings me back to the initial question: At what age should you teach your kids healthy eating habits? How about from the moment they were born? You would never imagine putting a piece of solid food in your newborn baby's mouth, would you? It is not safe. He or she is not supposed to eat solid foods yet. The baby does not have teeth to chew solid foods, and he or she would choke. That is true about a piece of candy or a carrot stick. Not equipped to eat that yet. Not part of a baby's normal diet. Think about junk food as inappropriate all the time. We are not supposed to eat those food imposters ever. It was not and never is part of our normal diet. If, in fact, by some amazing miracle, all junk foods were eliminated from the face of the planet, we will survive just fine. In fact, we will be much better off. I was asked recently to tell something no one knows about me. Well, let it be known today. I secretly wish that all junk food, processed food manufacturers, all tobacco manufacturers, and all alcohol manufacturers would go out of business today. I truly believe that the world, the human species. As well as all other species and our planet would be much healthier and happier. Imagine that. I guess I can dream. I can imagine. I may not be able to see that in my lifetime. It may not happen or ever, but I can at least hope. But I do have another hope. Imagine this. What if we all decided together to stop buying? And supporting the toxin industry. What if you started by not buying junk or processed foods? What if the next time your child asks you for any of those things, your response is, "We do not have that." What if you asked your child, "Would you give a rat poison to your beloved pet, or baby brother, or sister, or someone you love?" I'm sure their answer is no. Then you use that as a teaching moment. Tell them that you would not want to give them something you know will hurt them in the long run. It is never too early to tell your child junk food is bad for everyone. In my opinion, that is the most important time in a human's life to not consume toxins. In my opinion, if it is okay to introduce tobacco to your child, it is okay to introduce toxic food to your child. It is not crazy to think that way. It is not far from the truth. In fact, it is the truth. Childhood obesity is a serious epidemic. 
childhood diabetes is a real concept with medications for them. Childhood cancer is a sad and ugly truth with age-appropriate chemotherapy. Depression, anxiety, ADHD has become part of many children and young adults' vocabulary. It should not accept to learn the definition and how to avoid them. If you are over 40, think really hard. How many of your childhood friends, classmates, cousins, other kids do you recall having depression, anxiety, ADHD, cancer, diabetes, or take medications for those or other conditions that you cannot even pronounce? What has changed? We feed kids fake foods and food imposters loaded with carcinogens and recipes for obesity and diabetes. We give them electronic devices while we take away their childhood playtime. We take their imagination away from them, imagination that they would build on their own while playing, reading books and stories. We hand them pre-made imagination fabricated by someone else in games, TV shows, or the internet. Many kids and young adults are inseparable from their phones these days. I remember as a child, I was not even supposed to answer the phone at home, a landline. I know we live in a much different times now. Parents are worried about the safety of their kids, so all kids have cell phones now. But if it is truly for emergency, then treat it as such. There is no reason why a child should text his or her friend when they can actually have a conversation with each other. There is no need for a child to play games on their phones when they should really be playing, really playing, in the real sense of the word play, outside, with their friends, siblings, cousins, parents. Remember when you were a child? You did not exercise. You played. So play now with your kids. Teach them how to play and stay active. Teach them junk belongs in the trash, not in their mouth. Teach them junk food has toxins in them that will make them unwell. Teach them and trust them to make the right choice. But here is your real challenge. Are you ready to teach by example? Do you have an answer when they ask you, how come you can have that Dorito and I cannot? If you have it around the house, the office, or around you, what is your reason? I often use this analogy for smokers. It's like you roll your dollar bills into a cigarette and smoke your hard-earned money. And you follow by putting your lungs on fire. If you buy junk food for you or your kids, it is like putting your hard-earned dollar bills into trash as soon as you get your paycheck. Then follow by stabbing yourself in the gut or drinking rat poison. Drastic? Not really. It is just putting things in perspective. So I ask you this hard question. I will put you in this very tough spot. If you could travel into the future and see your child being obese, battling diabetes, hanging on to their life while fighting cancer, being depressed and taking medications for it that adversely affect their health in at least 15 different toxic ways, being unhappy and unwell, struggling to make the right choice, 
the healthy choice every day, would you still give in and hand them that candy, that junk food, that toxic chemical they call food, even once a year, just on Halloween, or on Christmas, or on their birthday, or any day? What if you knew much of this is in your hands today? What if you knew you could prevent much of that today? What if 10 years from now, you look back and have no regrets because you taught your child today the healthy habits that will carry them through a long, healthy, and happy life without much struggle with food at least? These are tough questions, I know. I ask myself the question of motherhood. Maybe this is why I am not a parent. Maybe because I was not brave enough to face these. Maybe I decided that it is safer for me not to bring a child into this world if I doubt myself for a fraction of a second. This is my truth. I chose not to be a parent because I knew it was hard. But if you decided to be a parent, you owe it to your child to make these hard decisions. You owe it to this world to raise your child a healthy, strong, and happy individual. You must own your decision. You must take responsibility for their health while they depend on you. You must rise to this challenge because you took this hard challenge. Just like you would not give them carrot sticks when they are two months old because you know it would choke them, you should not give them toxic foods when they are five or six or 10 because you know it will harm them slowly but surely. It is hard for sure, but it is not impossible. If you are a parent or thinking about becoming a parent someday, I would like to hear your thoughts, your fears, your doubts. I would like to know how parents see these challenges and I would like to be here to listen because sometimes it takes an outsider to put something in a different viewpoint. Let me be that outsider in your world of parenting. Maybe we can think through the unexplored scenarios. Maybe we can walk through the roads we have not traveled. Maybe we can make a positive change, a cultural shift for the future of your kids who will become adults without the same struggles you are facing today. Please reach out. At my website, www.drlolly.com, on my Facebook page, or email, contact at drlolly.com. Remember, we are all entitled to our health at little to no cost all the time, from birth to death. We are entitled to our freedom to choose what to eat or drink, the right to refuse harm to our health. There is no age restriction for starting healthy behavior. Let's all be healthy for life. Thank you for listening this week. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Until then, to your health and happiness.